Hey, Zed Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. This is The Walking Dead Cast, episode 87. So, did you get your zombie check? Yes, I did! I did, too! <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it's okay for us to admit that we we went out and were zombies, as long as we don't say anything else about, about it. About where we were at and what kind of zombies? And <laughs> yeah, what show it was for or anything. But isn't it cool to get a yes. check I was that gonna, says yes. that you got paid for being a zombie, living out your dream? I, yes. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, what does the... Okay, so we get paid for straight time, overtime, and then we got a bump. What was the bump for? Um, that's if you fell down. Because <laughs> you got... Yeah, hearing. so now we nice. give a spoiler. We got we fell down for some reason or another. Really? Is that, is that seriously the bump? Mm-hmm. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You weren't just being funny because that's no, the sound No, that's you true. That's true. You get a bump if you... If you fall. And pay if you fall down. Yep. That's so great. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad that you're back. I, the podcast was slowly deflating in your absence. <gasps> Untrue. You you interviewed. So you, your interviews were great. You mm. interviewed like I, I just listened to uh, uh, your last mm-hmm, and uh, the Glenn Mazzara interviews, oh, yeah, and yeah. you're a rock star, man. I, I'm afraid um, Glenn Mazzara doesn't like me anymore. Because I asked him about the whole black actor thing. Yeah, but I thought his answer sort of, I mean. He, it was a great answer, I thought. It was a great answer. It was yeah. a fine answer. Although I would have followed up with a couple other uh, questions, too, and sort of held his feet to the fire a little longer. I mean. I, I, I didn't want to because no. I'm afraid that he's not going to want to come on anymore. I mean, I thought it was good. And, you know, we got that out of the way early. Yeah. And, and it it's, was it, it was fun and everything. It was the elephant. And I in had the room. to ask him that because it to. was so big. And and when I uh, asked our listeners what question should I ask him, like every third person had that question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta ask this. Right. But then, um, you know, I hope he wasn't uh, upset by it. He he seemed to have a, a good time. So yes, and anyway. he's a cool guy. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's a great interview. Yeah. He he. I could pretty much just let him go and not even have any questions. I love his voice. He has this great New York East, yeah, yeah. The, the East Coast mm-hmm. voice and he's really witty and mm-hmm. yeah I think it went fine don't mm-hmm. worry uh, we, one we of the listeners said, said they thought it was a great interview but then reminded me that he still liked last time when uh, he, Glenn was on and he said something about we were talking about Shane and and he was like from Rick's point of view he's like uh, he he screwed my wife. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I forgot he said that. I did too. <laughs> That's hilarious. So um, I we're I'm happy to be doing an off season cast. I didn't realize how much I kind of miss these because they're a little looser and they're more fun and you know our the listeners who have stuck with us will put up with more. I think. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thank good. you for putting up with our shenanigans. <laughs> good, because yeah. we're gonna have fun these uh, in this interim yeah. period. So, for uh, all of you who stuck around, I hope you enjoy. Today, we've got uh, an interview with Charlie Adlard, Woo-hoo! who's a longtime illustrator of the Walking Dead comic book and British. Mm-hmm. So it's he's five just p.m. where talk. he's at right now, and it's nine a.m. where we are. Um, yeah, he'll he'll say zombie movie, zombie movie. <laughs> Uh, we'll have some news about The Walking Dead. We'll have our, so for Deadcast Top Fives in the off season, we do it a little different. This time, it's top five things to do to keep your mind off The Walking Dead during the hiatus. 
Well said. Hiatus. <laughs> I have to pause every time. Uh, we have an, another little short interview with the guys from the zombie squad that we've brought up sometimes. So Can't? we're going to find out what they're about. Wait. They do some charity work and stuff. They do. Uh, a short little listener moans, groans, and grunts section, and then we'll wrap it up. Sweet. So uh, that's what we're going to have today, and we'll be right back with Charlie Atlard. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you today in England? It's very good. I got a very excited email from our bass player this morning, oh. saying, "Saying uh, we've sold, we've sold Electricade on bandwidth, just the one." <laughs> and he goes, "Does anyone know this guy?" <laughs> I had to go. Yes, yes. He's interviewing me later. <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't uh, have admitted that. <laughs> They're very disappointed. They thought, oh, I'm a music fan. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I'm going to play my favorite part, okay? Oh, come on, then. Here we go. We're dancing. Shane, he doesn't know what to do in all that. <laughs> it's, it's our opening song as well, and it's kind of a weird one because obviously, you know, he has to sort of just embarrassingly dance around the stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should learn an instrument like the rest of us. That's, all I said. That's right. Yeah, get a tambourine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you have to do the tambourine stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but you no, know, he's got plenty to do in that. I just wanted to pick that part out because there's lots of drumming in it. It's totally rocking. <laughs> We're biased towards the drummer. You, you are playing the drums in this band, right? Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, yes, of course. yes, yeah, yeah. You, you, know who's on, you know that Phil Winslade, the comic artist, is the guitarist, don't you? Well, you uh, last time you were on, which was two years ago, you were part of uh, Mind Cosmic Power. Is this yeah, like, it's the same band? We just changed the name God. because because uh, every time we said that name, I still prefer that name. But every time we said that name, people would go, well, "What did you say? My, 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 mine? What would you mean, mine? <laughs> what?" Huh? You know, so it's like, oh, God, when you have to explain a band's name, it's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, Cosmic Rays is good. And I and I also like the the um, picture in Bandcamp of uh, of the manta ray in front of the planet. Oh, thank you. That's for it. It is very incredibly cosmic, isn't it? <laughs> very. And I love your song. Bert and Ernie is my favorite of your songs. Oh, well, actually, I think, I think that, oh, thank you. I think that's um, Phil, as it says, Phil wrote, Phil wrote it, and I think that's his best lyrics. The lyrics are brilliant in that. It's just, 
It's very English that one. <laughs> uh, let me just play a little, a little bit of that. Is that Sesame Street reference? Uh, well, it's sort of, yes, but they're gay shopkeepers. Nice. So, yes, in other words. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> um, happen to have the same names as, yeah, <laughs> Sesame Street Muppet. Uh, so, I bet if you explain how people can get a hold of that, you might sell a few more. Well, let's hope so. I've put it on my Facebook page and no one's bitten. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do, they, how do people find it? Well, you just go on to Cosmic Ray. What is, it? what is the email address? Cosmicraysband.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs> sure. for that. We are, we are making, we're also making, we're also going to make it available on Reverb Nation website and even iTunes, even though you have to pay a fortune to get it on. We thought, well, hey, we might as well for a year, see what happens. Yeah. So, but, uh, the, yeah, the intention is... Um, uh, that is, believe it or not, an exclusive first mix. We're probably going to remix it um, because I basically wasn't there for the mix. And I wasn't happy with how the drums sound. So uh, I want to go in and uh, not remix the rest, but just sort of bump up the, not bump up the drums, but just make them sound mm-hmm. a bit more uh, produced, I suppose. And, uh, not, not, not overly produced, but just a bit more. So this is, this is the, like, Adlard hates it mix. The Adlard wasn't there to help mix mix. Yeah, so, um, and, uh, yeah early next year I'm, I'm planning because they're actually we've actually got six tracks recorded, just not mixed yet. So there's three more to go, and I plan to get in the studio again early next year and do another six tracks, lay down another six tracks. So which is basically our set mm-hmm. then. Uh, cool. And conveniently, an album's worth as well. So um, yeah, there might be an outlet by hopefully the middle of next year or something, depending on how much time we have. Because mixing is just so long. Mm. Um, we uh, yeah might have a whole album and the remix versions of those three songs as well. So yeah, it's kind of cool. That's, That's very really cool. cool, man. I've had it. I've been in a band for like ten years and. We're still in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never got out of the demo stage, yeah, ever with with any band I've ever been in, uh-huh. literally. Um, and I've been playing since you know about fifteen or sixteen. So, <laughs> well, actually, having said that, the, the first the school band I was in, the first band, we just would record album after album in my friend's bedroom, with just yeah, literally a tape recorder and a microphone stuck at one end, and we'd write and record everything within you know, two or three days. So you imagine how good those albums were. <laughs> Collector's items. I think the Beatles did that. <laughs> <laughs> did loads and loads of them with, with this friend of mine, same friend, or, you know, for, for the sort of, uh, that, that sort of last like, 10 or so years uh, over, you know, over that period of time. But ever since then, ever since I've been in more sort of, should we say serious bands you know we've never gone beyond the demo stage it's really quite exciting with finally with cosmic rays to be able to actually you know do a you know a proper album yeah. fully produced i mean it sounds vaguely okay you know it sounds good it it reminds me of 
uh, uh, just like seventies rock that I heard, you know, it's great. Well, funny enough, Deep Purple and Richie Blackmore, well, Richie Blackmore's Phil's favorite guitarist. Deep Purple is probably one of his favorite bands. Uh-huh. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey, Charlie, you're coming up on a, a hundred issues now. Oh yes, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead. Which is a subject now. <laughs> <laughs> Your day job. It's 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 amazing. Uh, you've lasted that long. I can't believe it. I mean, just the fact that you would have such uh, stick-to-itiveness, and and it's so cool to have this big, huge stack of comics that has that consistent creative drive. And I'm just wondering, do you have big plans for your you know hundredth issue, one oh six? Uh, actually, well, I've got plans that they're, they're actually, funnily enough, quite local um, in my own little comic shop in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know, we've they've, we've done a variant just for the shop. Um, you, are you aware of that at all? Or? Oh, you mean for uh, each local shop or? No, no, no just my, there's only oh, one. Oh, okay. In Shrewsbury. No, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's called Infinity Beyond. Um, in fact, I did a I did a variant with them uh, to celebrate their twentieth anniversary. I can't remember what issue number it was. Seventy something, um, and they did a limited print run of two thousand out of obviously that issue uh, with with their their cover on. And uh, Paul and Tracy, the people that run the shop, one you know sort of suggested to do it again for my hundreds, and I thought. And at the time, there wasn't. We hadn't. I hadn't really talked to Skybound about what we might do to celebrate my hundredth. And you know, it had come. We bearing in mind we're coming straight off the back, virtually straight off the back of issue one hundred. So there'd been all that hoo ha and you know ticker tape parade about that one. And uh, I felt like God is it all coming a bit too soon again? You know, another celebration. So um, yeah, hence that's why I haven't heard anything from Robert or whatever. So I was, I saw we were setting it up with with the comic shop in town, and then Robert, yeah, suggested I do another variant for um for the book itself, yeah, regardless of uh, the Infinity cover. So there's actually three, yeah, there's actually two other variants now, like a, a, a had an international one, should we say, and a and a local one. Even obviously, it'll be available you know, through, through their shop and what have you. So but, we, we uh, have to go to Shrewsbury to, to get a copy of that? <laughs> oh, good God, no, no. They're available on their, their own, you know, website, Facebook pages, whatever. You know, there'll, there'll be a, a sizable print run done. I presume I presume they have to do 2,000 again. Don't quote me on this, but <laughs> uh, because I think that's the min- minimum you can do. But I'm not absolutely sure. But anyhow, regardless, I'm, I'm doing a... I'm doing a Q&A and a talk in their shop. I think that we're doing an exclusive pre-release thing on Tuesday, this, uh, January the, is it the 8th, I think? Uh, I'm, I should have been more prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday, January. Well, it's the first, pretty much the first Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be the Tuesday after New Year's Day. So, yeah, well, yeah, that will be the eighth, won't it? So you're inviting us and, and all of our listeners to come out there and, and hang out with you? Well, yes, you're more than welcome. You have to pay, I think, £2 ticket. But then I'm doing also a signing there on the Saturday, which is open to the general public afterwards. So, um, yeah. So it's kind of local because um, I've already committed to 
the big French convention Angoulême at the end of January, and then I'm going to come over to your shores for Emerald City at uh, the beginning of the March. So I'm kind of I can't really afford the time to do another big celebration shall we say, beyond where I live, because I just haven't got the time. Mm. You know, that's easy enough doing it at their shop. I can just nip in the car five minutes from there in the shop. You know, that's nice <laughs> and easy. But uh, it's kind of nice to keep it local, I think. You know, yes. because, you know, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's just really nice just to sort of, yeah, because i got the shop and the shop's been really good in promoting their stuff. And, you know, it's, they're yeah. good friends of mine. And yeah. I'm sure they're they're happy. They're stoked. Yeah, everyone should support their local comic book shop. Totally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a two way thing. I give them lots of free Walking Dead stuff, obviously, but you know, I've I've emerged from re- some really nice stuff from their shop free as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice symbiotic relationship we have. Um, how has it been? You know, now that Robert Kirkman just gets busier and busier and busier. I think last time we talked to you which was a couple of years ago you were just uh he, he was giving you the scripts you know last minute and you were drawing as fast as you could you were kind of like you know right on the edge there is it still like that oh, we're still right on the edge yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're still we're still plugging along right on living life on the edge mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, so rock and roll uh yeah robert's still you know um actually robert's got really good in the last few weeks, bizarrely, I don't know. <laughs> I've received a lot of him. In, uh, I think like, maybe because they wrapped, finally wrapped stuff up on the season three. Show. Yeah, he does get remarkably quicker as soon as the TV show season is 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 done. Uh-huh. You know, it's finished. Yeah, and once the convention season's done as well, you know, I, I presume kind of New York is the is the kind of the bookend on that for him for a while. So once that's all done, it's kind of I can, you know, write some comics now without yeah. as much pressure. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, it's good in that way. But, yeah, I mean, the, the good thing, the good and bad thing, I suppose, of, of how things are published nowadays is you can, you know, you can go right to the wire on stuff. It's not like the old days where you had to be, you know, weeks and weeks in advance and that was it. There was no, you know, no, no going back from that. You know, we can... We do with digital publishing everything. Mm. You can take things literally right to the wire. So, you know, I, I can be finished with an issue, and within you know two or three weeks, the book's out on the stand, which is you know quite incredible, really, when you see that. So yeah, yeah things are things are still we're still on we're still on schedule. That's the main thing. Yeah, you guys have been doing great. So when we last talked with you too, uh, it was. Uh, the the TV show had only caught you know been through some of the Tony Moore um, issues of the comic. Now it's caught up, and we've seen some of your like iconic art come to life: Michonne and the pets, the zombie aquarium, the prison, Penny. I'm sure you've been asked this a lot, but how's it been for you to see all that? Well, I think season three, season three was the real uh, eye opener for me. As much as it was great seeing season two, and you know, obviously drew drew all that. Um, it was I don't know. It just seemed a bit transis, tran, yeah, transit. I'm going to say transistory. Then that's not right. Transitory. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a radio. Um, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like that. I mean, there are even bits of what I'd drawn in season one. Um, 
I suppose because I couldn't make it out for season two as well, it didn't have the same impact. I was able to get out on set uh-huh. this again. So like I said, you know, um, it was just basically going out to visit because there wasn't, and in fact, there wasn't even a single, I didn't even see a single zombie when I was out there. Um, it was kind of, but it made it more interesting. Yeah, it was a different, it was a different atmosphere to it. You know, I was seeing a lot more interior stuff being shot, which is when I was out and, you know, for the pilot, um, it was all exteriors, it was all action, you right, know, not right. acting, you know, required, if you see what I mean, just lots of running around. This was more, you know, um, you know interiors, which was nice because it was air-conditioned. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, a few exteriors, I was there for a bit of a night shoot. Uh, unfortunately, jet lag got the better of me, so I didn't last for long. And, you know, so I saw, saw a bit of that. I saw the bit where they're kind of sneaking up to the wall of Woodbury mm-hmm. um, just before they break and all that kind of stuff. And I saw uh, some interior stuff with the governor. And I met, you know, I met, um, I mean, I met uh, David um, uh, Morrissey. Morrissey. Well, very, very briefly, I met David. Yeah. But I met, um, oh, God. Um, I don't D- Dene- Deny? Deny, yes, that's it. I was trying yeah, to. Michonne. <laughs> yeah, Michonne. Um, yeah, she was lovely. Yeah. Uh, we interviewed uh, her just a couple of weeks ago. She was awesome. Cool. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to admit, it was a hair standing off on the back of my neck moment. When I, <laughs> yeah, what was that like? It was just amazing. I mean, of all the all the characters that I've I've said in quite a few interviews, you know, um, there are two characters which really I don't care what the characters look like so long as they are the characters. You know, it's it's stupid to to look at Andrew Lincoln and say, well, he doesn't look like Rick in the yeah. comic. It's, it's or the it's governor. Really, uh, well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, at least, but, uh, at least he's got one eye now. Yeah, but Michonne, she's a dead ringer. She's just torn out the pages of the comic. And I have said, I said, there's two characters. Unfortunately, the governor was one of them, I said. Uh, but I two characters which, you know, really should look like the comic book equivalent. And obviously Michonne was was the one. So, or, and, and, you know, it was great to see her wandering around just looking like how I drew her. You know, mm. and she's got the attitude down, absolutely. Yeah. perfectly for the comic book character so that was that was actually you know her alone it was worth going out to to see you know and um i got to admit i saw i met uh, i was chatting a bit briefly to greg nicotero at san diego and i was saying well i'm, I'm coming out in a couple of weeks and unfortunately greg wasn't there when i was out because like i said there was no you know zombie action but of course greg was going oh yeah well when you come out we can you can be an a-list zombie this time we'll get you made up and you can have a proper role in being in front of the camera and i was like yeah cool cool you know but of course you know like i say it never happened just because, you know, just because of the timing and of everything. And I really couldn't change, you know, my timing. So, uh, but it, yeah, it was still fantastic. Just I'm sure you'll get your chance if you want, if you really want to do that. <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> I will come. I will get on, on camera. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask, um, how has it been? I assume you're watching the show. How do you feel when they deviate from the story that you guys did? Oh, I'm, I'm really quite happy with, with their deviation mm-hmm. in terms of if they want to deviate, that's cool. Um, 
uh, you know, it, as I've said before, it's its own beast, the TV show. Um, so it can, you know, it can do whatever it wants pretty much with it, well, within reason, obviously. But, you, you know, I think, I think, you know, you, you're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea as the TV show is because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, if, if, if you say, if you do exactly what happens in the comic, people will criticise it for it doing exactly what it does <laughs> in the comic and not, you know, inverted commas, adapting it properly, you know. And uh, let's face it, you know, we've all seen Watchmen and we've all seen what a hash that is of <laughs> how to not adapt, you know, a comic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and if they, you know, obviously did it completely differently, it'd be criticised for, you know, not adhering to the comic at all. And, you know, I think they've got the balance just right because they still, you know, hit the major plot points. I was really surprised, you know, because there's certain things, you know, which I just, you know, Robert and I talk really often, but there's just certain things which I haven't asked him and he hasn't bothered to tell me, (laughs) and things like that. And I wasn't expecting, you know, the, the season finale, them to have that fight and his eye to be stabbed out, you know, and it was like, oh my God, you know, and, but I thought, right, cool, you know, they've done it in obviously a different way. Um, you know, to be honest, let's, yeah, to be honest, then they would never do the torture scene mm-hmm. as is in the comic. There are certain things which we can get away with so much easier than, than TV and, um, but I thought they did that really well, and it hit, and it hit a significant moment in the comic because of it. You know, everything, everything's there in the comic. It's just done slightly differently, mm-hmm. and you know, and also, you know, Robert is there in the writers' room. So you know, if the creator of the book is okaying this stuff, you know, it's it's you know, if the guy who's you know basically behind it all, if he's saying this is fine, you know, who are we to complain? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And speaking of Robert Kirkman, um, one of our listeners asks if asked us if you could give a general overview of the process uh, that you have with Robert Kirkman. Uh, does how he gives you the material and how you turn that over into the comic? Uh, well, it, it is literally the simplest process you could imagine. Probably why we can get this this book out so quickly. I mean, Robert literally, you know, does send me a full script, albeit in, you know, kind of bite-sized chunks. Uh, generally, it's, you know, between four to six pages per request, shall we say. Yeah, and um, I'll just take it, pencil it. As soon as I pencil it, I will ink it. Um, I, don't, I don't send him the pencils uh, because, A, there isn't the time, really, and, B, he trusts me to do, you know, yeah, we've been working together for nearly 10 years now. I think, you know, the, there is an element of trust. I mean, that, but having said that, luckily, I've always, it's always been that way with The Walking Dead, even from issue seven, yeah, which needs to be done, you know, ASAP, you know, I just said, well, can I go straight to Inks? And they said, yeah, go for it, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's been that way ever since. So um, my process is the most simplest way imaginable. You know, I literally just, people will ask me, how do you, you know, how do you draw a page? How do you start with a blank page? And I just say, well, I'll start from the top left-hand corner and work down to the bottom. <laughs> you know, and it's as simple as that. And, you know, generally it takes about, about three hours, roughly, um, 
to do one page a fairly yeah that would be a fairly sort of basic page obviously if there's loads and loads of backgrounds and things like that it's longer if there's loads and loads of talking heads for instance it'd be you know slightly shorter so um, yeah about that and yeah like I say it is the world's most simplest process there's yeah <laughs> there there is nothing else to it than that what's your favorite thing to draw in in the comic um, actually, I like the dramatic scenes. They're my favourite bits bits to draw. Um, I mean, as good as the, the action stuff is um, and the zombie stuff, you know, I, I just love the character moments. You know, I, I, I thrive the best in things like that. Yeah, you do those really well. Uh, let, so let's go ahead and move on to some of the um, <clears throat> specifics of the comic and... Uh, just want to warn listeners, if you haven't read, uh, we're going to get into some spoilery territory here. So you might want to, um, if you really hate that kind of stuff, you should you should skip to the next section now. But I think it'll be interesting. So um, one thing that when I read, uh, was reading along, because I'm, I'm totally caught up. When I first, you probably um, heard people talk about this, but when I first saw Carl, his eye when he got shot... Yeah, I thought he was dead and it was the last page. So for a month, I thought he was dead. And I just wanted you to know, we asked our listeners for questions. And one guy, Mr. Blog, people know, wrote in and he said, did Charlie use an anatomy book to determine a non-lethal wound for Carl shot in the face? I've looked at that image and realized it was non-fatal. Brilliant. All right. So So what do you think about that? Um, I always remember when Robert sent me. Well, he told me before that that's what he intended to do to Carl, and he'd sent me a little sketch of what he would imagine it. And I immediately, my, my reaction wasn't, oh, my God, how dare you? My first reaction was, is this survivable? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, i got to admit, I tried to look up, you know, head traumas, facial wounds, whatever, on Google image search, and it wasn't exactly giving me what, what I was after, to be honest. So it is, in the end, it was completely out of my imagination. I didn't want it to be out of my imagination. I really wanted to get it right because I didn't want to make it too, for want of a better word, comic booky, And I didn't want to make it look as if half his face had been, face? His face had been blown away uh, and, and it look absolutely unrealistic that he could survive, especially without you know, sort of modern medical attention or whatever. So um, well, the one thing I did do, um, and I don't know if, it, if, if the readers would want to go back and see what I did, I, the way the trajectory of the bullet hit, it created a, a tear in, in the hat as well. Oh, which yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. Which I think emphasized a lot the hole in the head because if you visually sort of blur your eyes a bit and sort of quickly look at it, it looks a lot bigger than it is primarily because there's the hole in the hat behind him as well. Mm-hmm. So it looks more like a round hole. So I kind of emphasized that just to make it look more extreme than it possibly is. But, uh, yeah, I was very conscious of, like, trying to make the trajectory or whatever or the, the explosion in his face to sort of not affect the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and then this last issue was so oh, was so disturbed by it. Number 105, I think. Um, oh, the iron. 
Oh, oh God. Not, and not just that, but the story itself with what right. Negan is doing to Carl. I want to reach through the comic and, and throttle the guy. <laughs> but <laughs> what was it like? Uh, were you, um, did you have any certain feeling about uh, being able to draw Carl with his bandage off for the first time since that happened? Well, I did ask Robert after obviously shooting Carl inconveniently in the face. I said, um, you know, yeah, one thing I do want to get right is when those band, yeah, eventually those bandages are going to have to come off. You can't go around wearing bandages for the rest forever mm-hmm. or go around with some sort of, you know, Phantom the Opera prosthetic or something like that. <laughs> and um, so, uh, and Robert basically then had a look himself and he said the stuff he found was so disturbing he couldn't bring himself to send me it. So, wow. <laughs> eventually, he got apparently he got tweeted a picture from a guy I can't remember who who or, or why he got tweeted this picture. But basically, Robert sent it me with a warning to begin with. He literally sent an email first saying, "I'm going to send you something horrific. So when you open it, you know, be ready." <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, literally minute later came the email and it was this picture of a look like a kid in in africa you know typically in in africa um uh whose face had been sort of half blown off by what i presume would be a landmine or something there was no description below anything and it was it was pretty grim it was yeah yeah. it's an email I've, i've had to keep for research but it's hidden, <laughs> hidden in my sort of archive. So I just just don't ever happen to, you know, come across it accidentally because I don't really like looking at it either. You didn't so, put it, take a print it out and put it up on the wall for reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it, <laughs> oh, happy times. You know. <laughs> so um, I have got so so actually his face is actually based on on some research, thankfully. <laughs> I really don't know what I would have drawn, you know, whether... And actually, you know, if you look at Carl's face, you do think, God, that looks over the top. But, you know, if you look at... If you've ever saw this picture of this poor child, you know, you think, Jesus, it is possible. Oh, my God. You know, so... um, I mean... practically nasty. (laughs) I I was just glad that when it... When you, you know, the bandages did come off... You didn't like scale it back at all. It looked the same, just as bad, you know. So you stuck with it. That was good. Yeah, I mean, it's got to, it's got to, it's got to look horrific, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so uh, have that impact. Um, but um, I'm kind of thinking, what are we going to do now? The bandages are off. Is mm-hmm. one thing I've already talked to Robert. What's he going to? You can't just wear an eye patch because it's the wound's too big. So oh, why? So, yeah. I'm kind of assuming he might meet along the way. Some some amazing I don't know <laughs> survivor who just happens to be a prosthetic expert or something and Glass does eye. well it does fashion him some sort of you know um, mask I think that'd be quite cool actually like Phantom of the Opera esque <laughs> exactly just like Phantom of the Opera that'd you be, know that'd be badass so, I think that'd be quite cool yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to ask you. I just don't draw that all the time either. Already, I'm sort of like putting it in the latest issue. Already, I'm sort of devising ways that he's 
he's always facing, you know, the good side of him is always facing <laughs> the, you know, the camera and, or, or the bad side is always in shadow with just hints of, you know, bone or whatever. Because you know? <laughs> I don't particularly enjoy drawing it either. <laughs> Can you make sure and get my good side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to like have him put a bandana or something over it. Carl, Carl, Carl is a guy that is now distinctly does have a good side. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on your preferences. Um, so um, I also wondered if you had any particular feelings when you were drawing issue 100 with Glenn. Um, I'm going to cry. Well, I knew Robert was, again, I knew Robert was going to do that. The thing is, the thing is with what I, when, when I come to do this sort of stuff, because generally Robert's told me in advance, especially if it's an important, you know, plot point, um, I've, I've prepared myself for it almost. And it sounds slightly over the top, but yeah, I've prepared myself for it. And, and so by the time it comes to actually drawing it, it's just kind of marks on paper. And I don't really have an emotional reaction as I'm doing it because probably because my thought process has gone through it and by the time I'm drawing it, it's just the more technicalities of how to do it. So I'm probably, you know, sitting there listening to the radio humming a pleasant tune as I'm drawing, you know, Glenn being, you know, beaten over the head. Um, and um, actually the, the worst, I think the worst picture is not the mashed up head at the end is, is the bit where he sort of cries out. Yeah. So that's just motion. I mean, that, that, that makes that whole sequence sort of worth work for me. I think if it was just him beating him over the head and that was it, I think it would be gratuitous. But because of that bit, I think it makes the whole sequence uh, worth doing. Um, can I can yeah. I just interject here that this is the very first I'm hearing of this happening to my darling you beloved. Heard, I showed you a picture. I didn't we were see at the pic- Walking Dead Escape. I, I opened the comic up and said, "Look, you, <laughs> you fat blocked liar. it out." No, fat I did. Liar. Who has uh, the bad memory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like spoilers than like half half the people in the studio don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way we've been doing it lately is Karen has uh, stopped reading so that she can have kind of the newbie perspective as we watch the show but occasionally we have to cover some spoilers like this and i just have to suck it up and remember <laughs> that it's not steven yun who's dead yeah, it's a long way off and don't forget you know there's certain characters in the tv show that are still alive that we killed off ages ago so you know and vice versa so right. you know so by that logic steven yun could be getting a bat to the head anytime now well he could be <laughs> next next season he could be there don't right literally say that <laughs> Not my darling Stephen Ewan. I love him so much. I <laughs> actually, I hope he never goes because he was—he's well, he's great as Glenn, and he's also—he's a really nice guy as well. Did yes. you read that letter he wrote in that was in the back? Oh yes, yes. I can't remember what he said, but I do remember reading it from yeah, from way back. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was—it was like he was going to kill Robert or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, want to kill him. So. <laughs> Oh, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> uh, thank, thanks uh, for coming on, Charlie, and talking all about this. We we love talking to you. And thank you so totally much, Charlie. It. It's it's so delightful to hear your voice and uh, and to talk to you. All the way from England. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cheers, guys, I, I really, I really had a good time. Thank you. Good. Great, okay, man. Great. Take care. Can't wait to see you know what's coming up in the comic. 
I said, well, yeah, I'm sure. You know, and I'm sure I'll talk to you, well, perhaps in the next couple of years or whatever. You know, yeah. Stay in touch. Anyway, we'll do another one soon. Love to. Love to. Sounds great. All right. Sounds great. Take care. Uh, cheers. cheers. Bye then. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
crappy. And then it, the end is my favorite episodes of Lost, especially the very last episode of season three. Yes, I know what you're and talking then about. Then you should just stop watching right then because it's all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to regret doing wasting all your time on this show. Don't listen to him, honey. All right, go ahead. Let's see. Go okay, ahead David, go ahead when and you're done and you're, you know, angry at um, Karen for making you suffer that, let's have a beer together and we'll have a little. Um, I think I owe you beer anyway. Fine. <laughs> we'll have like a, what do you call it? A support group. <laughs> Okay. People who are still are, are still bitter okay. at lost. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Um, my uh, on the same theme of uh, TV rewatches, my uh, number four is get uh, get caught up on American Horror Story Asylum. Amazing show. Have you been watching this? No, I have not. Oh my god! So right now it's in the middle of season. Two. two. Yeah, yeah, towards and, the end. And yeah. it's going to end at the end of January. The season two is going to end mm. about the end of January. So it's perfect timing. It's, uh, I mean, season one was really good, but uneven. And it sort of petered out at the end, in my opinion. Season two is, it's just, uh, uh, I wrote here, it's about 10 times more fucked up than Breaking Bad. Really? <laughs> yes. Awesome. It, if you don't like fucked up shows, you should probably should not watch this show. It's very sacrilegious. And, and you know, the criticism is they throw every kind of horror cliche into the show, but it's fun and it's done well. And, you know, it's just um, got lots of great moments and I'm loving it. I'm a big fan of the genre. So that is uh, in uh, on my list of things to do. You don't even need to. You could I would start with. Uh, season two. Oh, and okay. Then, if you want to watch season one after, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's that good. Oh. I think so, and I think you're gonna like it if if you're not too disturbed I by it. I freaking love Jessica Lang, and by the way, yeah. it takes a lot to disturb me. I actually like being. Although disturbed. Jessica Lang, her part was a little meatier in in the first one. Really, it, she's still good in this one, but yeah. All right, uh, what are we on? Number uh, three. Three. Yeah. All right. Um, there are these things that um, I seem to remember from my childhood, and they are called books. Oh, yeah! With, like, you pick up. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Or you can have it on your iPad. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got an iPad Mini for my birthday, and it's been really. Oh, nice. are you are you digging it? I'm digging it's it. It's so light, isn't it? It's great, and instead of the giant stack of New Yorkers on my bedside table that keeps getting higher and higher and is slowly blocking out my clock <laughs> and my bedside <laughs> table, sunlight. it's actually yeah, it's it, it's, it's uh, threatening to topple over and kill me. Um, Instead of that, uh, I've been reading them on the um, iPad Mini, which has been terrific. We just went to Portland, and I read a couple issues on my iPad Mini, and just love it. But uh, above and beyond that, um, I'm um, starting this book called Gone Girl, um, and um, heard of it? Yeah, yeah. So books, who knew? Uh, is it? What is it? Just it's a mystery. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, it starts out good so yes. far. Yes. Okay, because I think I, I read somebody on Facebook was saying they were into that. It's getting some buzz. Yeah. Um, I don't read books anymore. But anyway, <laughs> you're, too, you're too cool for school. my. Well, I know my attention span is too low for that. <laughs> um, audiobooks occasionally, but and then I, there's long passages where I realize I haven't been listening. You know, I'm I've got an audio book lined up. Uh, Stephen King's eleven twenty three uh, sixty three. 
November 23rd, oh, 1963. Yeah, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And time, time travel. travel. Yeah, and yeah. I've got it all lined up. And uh, I've got a long commute. So oh, good. maybe I'll be starting that Report soon. back later. My number three is go outside. What? Take a walk. Pick some flowers. Go out and split someone's head into with a machete. No, wait. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that might remind you of the machine. And cardio. Let's face it. Yeah. Take a walk around the lake. Shuffle around the lake. It is so beautiful right now uh, outside in San Francisco. It yeah, is the cold, sun but... is shining. It is a really freaking cold day. But as I was driving down the ocean, I saw um, the uh, little islands, the Farallon Islands, off the coast, and mm-hmm. it is just it, it is so beautiful. My my boss, who is in Moscow, said it's like ten or fifteen degrees below f- zero Fahrenheit there. When I told him it was cool here, he goes, "You don't know cold." <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah. We're, we're weak here in San Francisco. <laughs> we're uh, definitely. So cardio. Be, go outside. Pick flowers and, um, and shamble along. That's my number three. I like it. I like it. Uh, my number, uh, what are we up to? Two. Number two. Um, my number two is uh, something I'm going to start very soon, which is my very own uh, Breaking Bad um, rewatch. Oh yeah, just yeah, of the last, just yeah. of the last season, and mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, uh, going to mention the fact that we're going to be doing a Breaking Bad uh, rewatch podcast with Lissy mm-hmm. in another in couple January, weeks. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another month or so, I yep. should say. Looking forward so, to that. Um, yeah, and I can't wait because I that's think that's a good one. Yeah, everybody needs to do that one. The so last, we can exactly. Enjoy our do it podcast, with us, shall we? Okay, my number two is electroshock therapy. Shut up. Because if you want to not think about The Walking Dead, (laughs) that'll be a good. (laughs) That's terrible. Okay. If you want a gentler approach, you could tie a rubber band around your wrist and every time you think of zombies, just snap snap the rubber band. I like it. I like it. Zombie snap. Zombie snap. (laughs) (laughs) Try it and let us know how it goes. (laughs) Okay. My number one is, is, um, Go to the movies and go see um, the movie Warm I want. Yes, Warm Bodies. <laughs> that's my that's my secret shameful movie that I'm going to go it, see. It's a, I, I heard it was coming out February 13th, but then someone else or somewhere else it said February 1st. So uh, I want to go see it with you. Yes, let's All go right. see it together, and okay. then we'll, we'll we'll report back on the podcast. But yeah. uh, until then, uh, Django Unchained. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. can't wait to see that. I'm a big Tarantino fan, and uh, yeah, his movies just never let me down. And I can't uh, this wait. one's getting good reviews, yes, too. Yes, it is. So I'm pretty stoked. My number one is don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's impossible, if you, especially yeah. if you're like us and you have a podcast. How the hell are we going to not think about it? Right. And you're listening to our podcast right now, so you're failing already. <laughs> just give up. Just, just <laughs> and it, drink and the Kool-Aid, I'm going to whisper zombies into your ears. Zombie, zombie, zombie. So you'll never be able to forget about The Walking Dead. And you keep interviewing people, Raw. so you really can't forget. We could just start making our podcast completely about gardening <laughs> for the rest of the time. <laughs> I don't know how to You know garden, what? I can absolutely fill an entire podcast just talking about really? my garden. Oh, I sure can. Okay, yeah. next time, gardening. Gardening. <laughs> gardening cast <laughs> i'll be the one yawning no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'll be poking you with a stick uh, honorable mentions hibernate or strive for world peace Ooh, 
both really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention for me uh, on Christmas Day, the Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah, that's Just supposed to be good. And, um, and yeah, I, I can't wait because the he's getting a new companion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because I was tired of his old companions. Yeah, I like them, but they were around for too long. I thought they were uh, annoyingly sassy. Yeah, and this new one is even sassier, so oh, looks like. Christmas <laughs> special still. She's hot, though. And uh, and also, uh, one last honorable mention for me is I'm going to the Rose Bowl to see Stanford try to beat Wisconsin. Go Cardinal. Cool. Okay, um, I, wrote, I forgot to give you a printout of the listener responses, but let's... Can you see from there? Yes, I've okay, got my glasses let's go on. back and forth. So I'll do the first one. Clark yeah. says, listen to past podcasts over and over while hiding under the sheets with a crossbow and a bag of Oreos. <laughs> Marlo <laughs> says, listen to your kid crying for his dad. <laughs> when I, I called in, uh, or no, no, that was when I did comic talk. Uh, when After you left one night, Nico and Jenny came home and, and she came in here because she didn't know I was still doing it. And he saw me and then he was trying to get to me and she pulled him away and he was crying and I was trying to do the comic talk with oh, like crying in the background. I'm daddy, like, I'm a horrible daddy. father. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. That's traumatic. So I rushed through it and went and saw him. Cuddled him. Israel Dude. says, uh, get shot, go into a coma, wake up on February. That sounds painful and unnecessary. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Uh, Alyssa says, listen to the We're Live podcast. Good suggestion. Have you been listening to it? Uh, I'm, I'm not quite caught up, but yeah, I have, yeah. Audrey says, rewatch season two finale and see how many times you can spot zombie Jason. <laughs> how many times were there? I think six or seven. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, uh, it's on you. Uh, Ahmed says, practice pro wrestling moves targeting the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to do that after. Uh, give, we might give. need some advice. What's my safe word? David says, playing uh, playing Walking Dead Assault and Walking Dead Telltale, most satisfying. There's a new Walking Dead game that is more based directly on the comics, but oh. it's more like a little action game where you go around and shoot zombies shoot and zombie? stuff. Yeah, hmm. It'd be nice if you could also stab them. <laughs> Jason, another Jason, I assume, says, just like in relationships, the only way to get over an old show is by finding is by finding a new one. Yeah, find a new show. Oh, and Aaron says playing Gears of Wars three, mix in a little Left for Dead to do a bit of cardio with the zombies run app. Oh, do a little bit of cardio with the zombies run app. That's the one. Yeah, have, zombies right? run. Uh, watch Zombie Apocalypse on Discovery Channel. Listen to podcasts. Work. Get foster care paperwork done. Uh, so much to do. Don't get bit is way up there on my list. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's an old chestnut. Uh, okay, it's time for the news. First item, a man in Long Island allegedly shot his girlfriend over an argument about whether a military mishap could actually cause a zombie apocalypse. Did you hear about that? Yes. It's ridiculous. Of course it could. (laughs) I can't believe she challenged him on that. I don't blame him. Wow. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah, she suffered a pierced lung, a shattered rib, and pierced diaphragm, and she's alive and in stable condition. And suing his ass. Yeah. Undoubtedly, yeah, I mean, right? Something. I mean, I don't know. She's got these it. dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. Now she's like, oh, you know, these things happen. Yeah. I deserved it. He, 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 people just don't understand him. <laughs> Didn't joke about that. This, her name is Andrea, by the way. <clears throat> okay. Next. 
<laughs> the the nonpartisan watchdog group PTC or Parents Television Council mm-hmm. has called on the TV Parental Guidelines Monitoring Board to change Walking Dead's TV 14 rating. Uh, to change it, they say there's hundreds of scenes of grisly murder, both of the living and undead, featured on the show. You so agree? they, they uh, want to change it to like TV 44, basically. Or? I think there's a TV MA mature audiences. So TV 14, and then I think the next one up might be TV MA. In my opinion, go, go ahead and change it. You know, I totally I, think so. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if I was fourteen, I'd just watch it anyways. So right. what does it matter? I didn't even know there was a rating. Quite frankly, really, yeah, yeah they came out with this you know, several years ago. TV ratings, and uh, it should, you know, not whether or not these ratings make a difference is one argument, but. Um, if you're going to bother, then you should do it correctly. And it, I think it deserves an, a, a mature rating. Yeah. 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 Without much violence. I got to <laughs> say, uh, I have had a couple of disturbing dreams that were walking dead <laughs> related. So, I mean, and you know, and I, and here I am, uh, all of 29 and, uh, and I'm still disturbed <laughs> by it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sp- uh, Spike TV has a video game awards every year. I think this was the 10th annual and Telltale's Walking Dame- Dead game won game of the year. Nice. Which is amazing because they have these like heavily, lavishly produced $100 million games like Assassin's Creed 3 came out this year, Mass Effect 3. And this was a huge upset. Games like this never win game of the year. Really? Yeah. It's 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 considered a medium to small game compared to these other ones. Yeah, yeah. And it was on uh, several other game of the year uh, lists this year, too. So well done. Good for those guys. Well done, Telltale. <clears throat> That's great. <laughs> that is great. Um. Walking Dead is the first cable show in history to beat all broadcast and cable entertainment series in the 18 to 49 demo. Mid-season finale drew 10.5 million viewers, beating The Voice, Modern Family, X Factor, Two and a Half Men, The Big Bang Theory, and Grey's Anatomy. So still going strong, Man. breaking records left and right. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Because, uh, yeah, uh, beating out those giant television shows, well done. Mm-hmm. And I think... Lost in its final season hat was having like ten around the same view, uh, amount of viewers, so pretty awesome that uh, Walking Dead ha- has as many. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next uh, at a recent meeting of the Coweta County Commission, stalwart film spokesman Mike Riley made an announcement that Walking Dead will be coming back for a fourth season. And will be associated with Sonoy's Rally Studios. So that's the same one. And pre-production will probably begin in March. So AMC hasn't confirmed this fourth season. And it makes me wonder if this guy is speaking out of turn or what. But, I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion to me that it will be back for season four. Because it's breaking all these records and stuff. Yeah. So, it. I mean, I can't imagine why they haven't confirmed that. Unless they're just messing with us or <laughs> or there's some kind of backroom dealing going yeah. on. Because AMC be is famous for like these deals where the fans are all like, what are you doing? Just renew it with Breaking Bad. You know, there, right. it was like there was a threat that it wouldn't come back on. And Mad Men with uh, Matthew Weiner. Yep. So yep. I, don't mess with Walking Dead AMC. Yeah. Just renew it. The town of Snowy wants you back, by the way. 
They they have a whole little they cottage. Love you. They have a whole cottage industry built up around The Walking Dead. It's adorable. And if you want any kind of zombie item of any kind, you can get it in Sonoy. Pretty Karen much. brought me zombie coffee. It's true. Cottage on zombie <laughs> coffee. Tried yet. But zombie coffee is the reverse. If you drink it, you get tired. You get tired. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like, oh, why did I drink that? I could really <laughs> use some coffee. Wait, no. Some more coffee. No. <laughs> Uh, and then last, uh, to match the style of the comic, AMC is going to air seasons one and two of Walking Dead in black and white starting That's in February. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, okay, there you go. That was, should have been on our top five list. Yeah. W- ways not to think of Walking Dead. Watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> in black and white. In black and white. Did you ever see the, that uh, episode that they played before in, in black and white? Uh, I don't think I ever watched I the whole either. thing. Yeah, I didn't either. I I really would love to see it in black and white. Yeah, well, they're they're on February fourteenth, which is Valentine's Day, right? Or that is it the fifteenth? Sounds 15th? like a, the fourteenth is 14th. Valentine's Day. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that's a great way to celebrate. Watch <laughs> Rick shoot a little girl in the head, and his wife get uh, shot as she's giving birth. <laughs> circle of life, man. It's a circle so, of life. Uh, the, February 14th at 6.30 Pacific, they're showing the first two episodes, so the 90-minute pilot and then episode two, and then every Thursday after that, they'll show one episode until May, and they're just doing seasons one and two, all in black and white. Cool, yeah. And this will be while season three is back on, because that starts like February 11th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. All right, now it's time for Zombie Squad. We're pleased to have a couple of representatives from the Zombie Squad here. You may have heard us talk about them a little bit before. So we have Ryan, who's the Chapter 35 president, and Damon, who's the Chapter 35 PR officer. Hey, guys. Hey, Jason. So I'm, I'm glad to have a chance to talk to some of you guys. We've um, you know read some of your emails um, I still don't have a, a totally clear idea of what the zombie squad is all about, but what really piqued my interest is you told me that you are, are getting into some charity work, or maybe you've been doing that for a while, that you have this Mayan apocalypse party coming up to raise money for disabled veterans. And I just thought it was really cool that you guys do that. And it just made me curious about your charity work and just the other fun stuff that you do in general. So what's it all about? Well, Zombie Squad, we like to call ourselves the nation's premier non-stationary cadaver suppression task force. <laughs> uh, there, you know, we, you're the make, you're the top one. <laughs> yeah, we make dead things deader. Uh, you know, when the, when the zombie, you know, hunting, te- you know, business is slow, we we turn a lot of our efforts towards uh, teaching preparedness, disaster response, charity work. Uh, among a variety of other charities that we were active in, uh, Zombie Squad as a, as, a, as a group has been around since 2003, and charity's been a part of that since almost the very beginning. That's so uh, cool. So you have uh, uh, um, just workshops and things for survival pre- preparedness, or how do you teach that? Uh, what we have is uh, at zombiehunters.org is a large forum uh, complete with our own uh, kind of wiki page um, uh, shop that we sell merch to just support our web presence Um, and uh, there are over 40,000 active members worldwide 
that contribute to that. So you get information from people that have, uh, you know, they're just doing their own uh, garden and putting in permaculture to uh, people that have survived Hurricane Katrina, uh, economic collapse in Argentina. Um, we've done uh, charity fundraising through the Internet to uh, um, do disaster relief for the uh, uh, Fukushima uh, reactor meltdown uh-huh. after the tsunami. I think we raised uh, – we broke the fundraiser inside uh, three days. So um, That's awesome. We actually exceeded the limit that we had. In addition to that, we also, uh, different chapters can put on their own little seminar events uh-huh. where we teach preparedness with the, the idea that if you're ready for zombies, you're ready for anything. Right. Uh, so some of your listeners may have seen us do a couple panels down at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Okay, cool. And uh, we also do stuff in our own own areas. Are there uh, chapters in all in every state? I don't think every state has a chapter yet, but we are at 49 chapters in three countries. Nice. And we recently just granted our 501c3 status by the IRS. So we're now a non or a tax exempt profitable, or I'm sorry, tax exempt uh, charitable organization. Are you guys all about, you know, service to society or are there also just like fun, fun things and events and things like that? We we try to do a good mixture of both. We uh, uh, there, we have days where we have we have group campouts. Uh, we'll have zombie pub crawls, you know, to help and your enemy. <laughs> uh, different, you know, some people like to go to and meet up for range days, uh, or just hang out, and watch bad zombie movies and critique them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How Zombie Squad got started was is a group of people in St. Louis. And watch zombie movies, and then after the movie, they talk. Well, they did this wrong, and this, this is how you what you would have done to survive it. And, and uh, that's how it got started. Was just a bunch of guys watching zombie movies and figuring out how to survive them. What's your favorite zombie movie? Uh, Walking Dead remake, uh, or not Walking Dead? Uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> love it. What about? I, I, I love that one. You guys, I'm a, sorry, I'm a pretty big fan right now of a, of a, a rare movie called Wild Zero. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, it's, you're not alone. <laughs> should I watch it? If uh, if it's kind of a bad movie, but it's good because it's so bad. Okay, there's a lot of those. They built in their own drinking game into the movie. Nice. So, um, yeah, if you want to get real, I'll. Just watch the first five minutes and play along. <laughs> uh, good. Now, if people want to get involved, what do they do? Go to zombiehunter.org? Zombiehunters.org. Zombiehunters.org. And, uh, just click on the forum page, and uh, registration on the forum is free. Um, we just, if you want to sit and lurk, we, we actually suggest people lurk for a month or two. Until they get uh, familiar with how everybody is, uh-huh. and then kind of ease their way into it with uh, their, you know. It, it, but if they got something that is important on, you know, there's this disaster going on, or uh, you know, you're talking about this topic, but have we considered this? You know, then go ahead and and and, and pipe up. Um, uh, we do have some rules there. 
We do not allow any political discussion. We do not allow any religious discussion. It is something where we want it. Everybody is welcome. No Great. hate speech, none cool. of that stuff. Uh, everybody, we don't care. Just as <laughs> long as you have to help with, uh, you know, being prepared for disaster. Great. You know, uh, that's going to be less of a burden on, on the rest of society. Sounds good. Sounds really good, guys. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or promote with this event that's coming up? Well, right now, uh, on December 21st, we're going to be holding, uh, there's multiple chapters all holding their own individual events for a Mine Apocalypse charity party. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of fits with our tongue-in-cheek humor that we, you know, we, we normally take. So uh, we're holding individual mine apocalypse charity parties are uh we're as you said we're gonna have ours to benefit the dav disabled american veterans uh, i know we have a couple other ones out there for some cancer benefits for others uh, one for toys for tots uh so there, there's a lot of them going around right now there's probably one close to you uh and uh, you can and, find out all about uh, all of those on through zombiehunters.org yeah, you can go to zombiehunters.org and uh, go into the forum section. You look up, um, there will be a list of, of chapters. There's a section that is for individual chapters. Go there and see if there's a chapter in your area. Okay, man. This I, I this organization just sounds totally awesome. It's yeah, bringing people together who love zombies and channeling that into a, a force of good. So. I uh, just thank you guys for doing every, all that stuff. It sounds sounds really cool. Um, I really would encourage people to go ahead and go to uh, YouTube and do a search on uh, what is it? Preparing is easy. Okay. And that would be a video that that, that Zombie Squad did that is on how to be prepared for a zombie apocalypse. Okay, I'll, you know, if you want, I can go ahead and just post that on our uh, website when I put up today's episode, too. Yeah, either that one or uh, what's the latest one. Um, that is the latest one. Is that the preparing, one? Yeah, is easy. Preparing is easy. Okay. And uh, the one that got me involved was I did, uh, I was looking up bug out bags. Oh, that's right. And Zombie Squad has a video on bug out bags that is very well done. Cool. Okay, man. There's one more thing. I need you guys as zombie sounds, and then you can you're free to go. Oh no, you. Oh, first. you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> or you can oh. go together. Want to go together? Nice. The multiple people at the same time makes it twice as creepy. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot All for coming right. on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. All right. Take care. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. It's time for listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh, uh, this first one comes from Hamez, uh, 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 and he writes, uh, I was just hoping for an autograph for my 21st. I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, as are so many others. Thank you, Glenn, are a genius. My birthday is March 11th. It'd be the best present I've ever had, just saying. Does he think he's writing to The Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we send him a, uh, a, an autograph from Glenn? Jason and Karen. <laughs> Dear, dear James, uh, I think you're wonderful too. Happy 21st. Love, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. 
Glenn's <laughs> fictional anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking about Glenn Mazzara. I don't know. There's two N's. Is Glenn uh, Mazzara with two? Yeah, uh, but people misspell it all the time. I have misspelled it. I think he thinks Glenn in the comic is genius because I do too. <laughs> okay. Glenn's comic, uh, last name in the comic is Ree. So it's like Glenn Ree. <laughs> all right. This is from Devin. I was rewatching the first episode of Walking Dead and they really did make you think that Zeds retained some memory of their past lives in at least a small part. The scene with the little girl zombie picking up the teddy bear and the mother of the two African-American characters that save Rick off the street. Morgan. Shortly after he wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. Remember that? Both scenes argue for them retaining some memory of the past. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And it seems like maybe they've kind of dropped that. Yeah. Because the whole thing with Milton thinking that and being proved wrong or not proved wrong, but there's no indication that he's right. There's no indication that he's right, but it's not like he can give him a, a you know a, much of a chance. I think yeah. he had about ten seconds before uh, Andrea brained him. That was a crappy experiment because the whole experiment yes. hinged on the guy raising his hand to show that he recognized something, and then they strapped both of his hands down. Right, and then when they <laughs> let his hand go, he naturally yeah, it's like raised fresh his hand. food right in front of him. There, <laughs> right. you have to put him in like a secluded spot and get a. Robotic arm in there or something. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Bad, bad, exper- bad experiment. So yes, we do think, uh, Devin, that there's um, some uh, muscle memory yeah. of who you were. Probably. I, I hope they don't. They did make a point of suggesting that early on, and I hope they haven't just forgotten about that. Because when I saw Milton doing what he was doing, you know, ever since this season started, I was kind of excited that maybe they'd pick up that thread again. And I want to see consistency. So I want to see some evidence that there's at least, yeah, like you said, maybe some kind of muscle memory or something like that, that patterns of their former existence come back. Although maybe the little girl was picking up the teddy bear in order to eat the teddy bear. (laughs) It's possible. I mean, my son does that now, so... Brendan writes, hi, my name is Brendan. I'm 13 and live in Ohio and a huge fan of the show. I know the show returns on February 10th, but my birthday is February 5th. I'm turning 14. It would be an amazing birthday if I could get to meet the cast. I'm sure you get a lot of these, but it would be really cool if I could meet them. I hope to hear back from you soon. Are you really just giving me <laughs> what? I'm just e- putting email? randomly distributing the emails. The people... <laughs> <laughs> think we're at the walking all right people listen up we are not it's the walking so, dead it's so weird we got these like at the same time you know we've also gotten a lot of emails lately requesting uh to buy the intro song that oh. we have and unfortunately that's not for sale and it's you know my friend nathan made that for us uh, and he, I, I've asked him, man, you should make that into a full song and stick it up on iTunes. I'd yes. love that. Yeah. You know? So if he does, but his name's Nathan Melstead and he does have other music up there. So mm-hmm. you should go on iTunes, including our end song that is available for purchase. The one that we talk over at the end. So it's, um, Nathan M E L S T E D on iTunes. So go check that out. If you like the music that you're hearing on, on here. Meanwhile, but, Brendan, sorry, dude, you can't, uh, you can't meet the cast. Yeah, no, I mean, no, maybe no. you can. No, yeah, just fly out to um, Sonoy and they'll they'll probably have a cake for you. <laughs> Actually, they're they are going to be filming again. It sounds like in Sonoy uh, in March. So just wait a month or so. Yeah, and uh, have yourself a nice little trip. In fact, no, I bet. I'll tell them you're coming. Just go out there anytime. 
and they'll be wait. Just say your name's Brendan and you're 13. Go to the Sonoy Cafe and um, and enjoy some tasty tidbits there. Man, that place is good. I don't feel bad about teasing Brendan because he obviously doesn't really listen to our podcast anyway. <laughs> so he won't ever hear this. It's, it's uh, ex- explicit. The stamp is there. So I wouldn't let my 13-year-old. Yeah, I would. What am I saying? Uh, okay, so this is from Jeremy. Is it just me or in the latter shows, the walkers seem to be dumbed down? In season one, the walkers are climbing fences and using rocks to break glass doors. Also, they were a lot harder to kill. Kill. What do you guys think? Uh, th- I think that that's probably true, but maybe it's because they're um, less, um, they're, they've been zombies longer. They're tired. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're tired. They've been zombies now for a while and they're um, slowly decomposing. We know that mm. that's true. So maybe they are getting dumber, but it's only because they're um, really, really disintegrating. I think they wanted to show that the characters had gotten skillful at killing zombies. So over the winter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, they are having a lot more kills, but it, in order to stage all that, they kind of do stage it to where they seem easier to kill. And I noticed that when the show first started because I read the comic and knew that they got good at killing them. So I'm like, wow, they're pretty hard to kill. And now they do seem kind of easier to kill. It doesn't seem, it does seem like the characters have gotten more skillful, but to me, it also does seem like the zombies have gotten easier to kill. And and plus, like I've said before, their heads are like butter. You just like put press a knife up against it and it squishes right through right mm-hmm. uh so i agree but but i have to also say that if you watch um the season three um finale that's coming up in uh, a couple months um i think the zombies in that particular episode are going to be geniuses <laughs> geniuses that doesn't have anything to do with how easy to kill oh yeah I, no no it's about how smart they are huh they're so smart will you see and evidence of that i think they'll be handsome and good looking and and their genius will just come will just shine through. All right, That's watch for that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing, Jeremy. Actually, this next one's from. I think it. Uh, uh, oh wait a minute. Yeah, this is a different Jeremy. <laughs> okay, different Jeremy. I'm going to call him Jeremy too. This is from Jeremy too. Hi there. Wanted to know uh, what I could do to get some cast autographs. <laughs> I tried to find them online, but they all seem like scams and. Fakes, please let me know what I can do. Listen, Jeremy, too. <laughs> we are not the Walking Dead. We are the Walking Dead cast. We don't have any autographs for you. We have autographs from us. So if you want some of our autographs, send a don't. crisp $50 bill to Jason yeah, and Karen, and we will send say. you our autographs. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you very much. Whatever. This yeah. next one's from Keith. I love all the uh, zombie moans that all the guests have made and was wondering if there's a way I can get a copy of them. Can you email them to me? Now, I responded back to Keith and said I wasn't sure that was kosher because when people have given us their zombie sounds, they didn't do it thinking that we might send files to people. What do you think? Uh, they were doing it uh, the, they were giving us their sounds that were going to be broadcast so yeah. if it's on the airwaves isn't that public domain I guess so sounds like they I were mean yeah Keith if he was in, intrepid he could just pull them right off the podcast yeah um, okay I, yeah, because I, I, I mean, I have a, a folder full of zombie sounds that I could easily just zip up and send to him but um, maybe we'll play I'm gonna them. ask on Facebook what people think of that. Yeah. Just to get a kind of a feel for it. And then also, um, may, uh, maybe at some point we can play um, a nice little montage of our zombie sounds. Yeah, I mean, there's several that I haven't pulled out of the podcast and put 
together, you know, because they're like part of a phone call and stuff like that. And I have no intention of doing that because it would take way too much time. But early on, I was doing that. So I have some of the early ones. Most of them are already in our montage where we do our What's your favorite? zombie mo- moans, groans, and grunts. What's your favorite? I What, my favorite zombie sound? That's on your keyboard right now. Oh, um, let me see. I mean, to tell you the truth, uh, wait a minute, let's see. Is it here? I mean, I like the ones I did. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I have to admit. Um, okay. I like the ones I did. You asked me what my favorite was. <laughs> Wait, here's another one that I did. The, you know, these ones. Oh, that's good. They're a little otherworldly, but yeah. here's yours. Uh, really? Yeah, that's Are you, you sure I just wasn't... Uh... Bored with whatever I was saying? <laughs> <laughs> Here's your other one. <laughs> uh, that's not as obvious. Yeah, it is. Am I kidding? Hey, what happened? My soundboard Crashed? flipped off. Uh, yeah, because yeah, cause you've been playing the Gomer Pile. I want to play... <laughs> Fucky, fuck, fuck, fuck. Man, <laughs> that's my favorite fuck. one. Uh, <laughs> was Again, that is a zombie sound. Oh, I don't oh here. I like this. How old are you anyway? Seventeen. Seventeen. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> of like the people we've interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um I kinda like um Glenn Mazara's just because of the ending. That's it, that's it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> That's it. I gotta go. Gotta and then go. Scott Wilson kind of did something similar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was great. It is. It's wonderful. Um, okay, we got a couple of calls. Okay. This is Mark from Virginia Beach. Hi, Jason. Hi, Garrett. Mark calling from uh, Virginia Beach. Um, yeah, I just finished listening to your uh, to the final Mark, you have a good Me holiday too. too. Nope, didn't see that. Did no, you? I didn't. A bent rifle. I don't. Yeah, I is, have no idea what that would is be. Is there a kind of assault rifle with a bent part? Um, it's the boomer rifle, like a boomerang. Are you 
kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't and know from weapons. It comes around and shoots you in, in the head. Mark's shaking his head sadly. <laughs> in Virginia No, Beach. I mean, you know, to be honest, usually when somebody spots something like this, there's usually some good reason for it. But I yeah. can't imagine what it would be. So yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, this is from Danielle from, I think, Bainsbrook. Um, I wanted to send a zombie sound. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit encouraged, so. Okay, my impression of a zombie eating. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> okay, that sound is so lame. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of laryngitis, so. Um, <laughs> Danielle, that's so great. She took our advice, and you know, we said if you're sick, you'll Send probably us, have a good one. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. It, but it was also like it was a zombie eating and laughing. I hate listening to people eat. By the way, I have some kind of a, a like visceral reaction to that. Really? Yeah, like if somebody's eating with their mouth open, I want to kill them. But that didn't really bother me. It just sounded like a zombie with a little bit of giggling in between. Zombies always eat with their mouth open. I know. (laughs) I just want to kill them for it. That's interesting. Says the man who uh, drinks beer and burps on the microphone. Yeah, if I'm doing it, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind burping. Do you ever hear me eat besides today on the microphone? No. 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 Um, All right. That's it for everything. Yeah, I think so. Let's close it out. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, that's our show, episode 87. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Um, uh, I'm going to... Did you know I'm... Yeah, you knew. I'm going to this new media expo thing. I did. January 6th to 8th in Vegas. It's me and the guy who does the Fringe podcast, um, Daryl Darnell. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I saw the people who are going to be at that conference, and it looks uh, really cool. Leo Laporte, who does all the tech podcasts. Some of you guys probably know him. He'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I, I'm excited. I want you to report back. Okay. Um, next time, we're doing top five ways to kill like a group or a horde of zombies all at once. Does that sound all right? Yeah. It's going to be uh, sometime in January. We're taking a holiday break here. Yes. So we won't we won't see you guys for a while. We'll never see you, but we won't have a podcast for a while. <laughs> we might see you. We might you, see him. In a bar pictures. sometime. Yeah. Buy us a beer. Or at a conference. Karen will buy you a beer. I'll buy you a beer. Um, I'll buy you a beer, baby. So we'll be back in January. Oh, I think around beer, January 12th or so. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be watching a zombie movie. We are. And we want you to watch with us. Now, instead of um, picking one, I thought I'd give you guys a choice. And I'll put something on Facebook so you can vote. So I would either like to watch the 1990 Tom Savini Night of the Living Dead remake, which is the first zombie movie I saw where I I hadn't watched zombie movies that much, but I went to the theater and saw this one, and that's when I fell in love with zombie movies back in 1990. And so, yeah, this is like 
close to my heart and we'll see if it holds up or return of the living dead which is this kind of goofy classic 80s zombie movie that was practically a comedy and it's the first zombie movie where the zombie said brains (laughs) this is where it came from people don't i don't think people realize that so i'll put you guys go on facebook dot com slash deadcast and vote whether we watch the night of the living dead remake or return of the living dead is return of the living dead the one that had bub no that's day of the dead which we should get to at yes, some point we too but we will um so go yeah go on there and and like us while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> and and we might also by that time have seen maybe maybe not um the uh warm bodies movie and we'll have a little movie. No, movie. because it comes out in February. Oh, well then no. <laughs> um, in the meantime, if you'd like to leave us a message, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com. You can check out our website at walkingdeadcast.com. And thanks to everybody who's been clicking through our Amazon link on there. It's been a good holiday season. Yay. <laughs> We're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen and on Facebook at facebook.com slash deadcast. And don't forget to Send in your zombie sounds. The um, deadline's coming up January. Well, it's coming up in a month and a half. January 31st, uh, Thursday. We've been getting a bunch of great ones. Probably more than we've had for any of our other zombie sound contests. And you'll win a set of Danny Miller posters. Yep. And they're pretty awesome they're pretty cool. There's Sophia, Shane, and Bicycle Girl. Nice. Okay, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't, Don't get, get bit. Santa. Mr. Santa, for Christmas, could I please have a busy Brenda mystery action vacuum cleaner doll? No, honey. Sorry. Could I have um a battery-operated dog family? No. Could I Flexi the pocket monkey? No, you may not have Flexi the pocket monkey. Mr. Santa, could I have um, a Ready Ranger mobile field? Oh, I'd have to go all the way out to Corvettes to get that. Forget it. What else? Could I get just a little tiny Nerf ball? No, no Nerf ball. Could I get a Vic Hadfield hockey game? Oh, a Vic Hadfield hockey game? Yeah. Well, no. Ha!